No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is Tea Fox Wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on Dula. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did, as always. Got so much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to wish me a Merry Christmas, why not? Then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Of course, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash boogiebumper or... If you'd like to get some text-to-speech or media plays rocking and rolling up here in this shizzle, then you can do so by heading to streamlabs.com slash boogiebumper. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the illustrious return of our favourite, our favourite presidential candidate of 2020. No, I'm not talking about John McAfee. No, I'm not talking about Vermin Supreme. No, I'm not talking about that porn, that aging porn star that runs every four years. What's her name? Carrie? <laughs> I'm not talking about any of them. I am, of course, talking about the one and the only Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Toddles is back with a message. A message of unity. A message of love and peace. Winning TV with the diamond. DLive.tv slash winning TV. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Toddles to the Toddles Strikes Back, yes. May the force be with you, because we're all going to need it. But don't worry, we've got so much else to get through. It's not just Toddles. <laughs> Toddles is the highlight tonight. Toddles is the main event. And we will get to Toddles very early in the show. But I do have a couple of things that I want to touch on before we get there, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for joining us. If you haven't sh- shared the show out, then please do. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> You know, we kind of like people who do share the show out around here, but you don't have to share the show. I mean, if you don't want to, I'm not going to force you. I'm going to put a gun to your head, right? But if you wanted to share the show out, share the link out, then by all, I, I'm not going to stop you. I don't want to get you into any trouble or anything. <laughs> Just share the fucking show out. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to uh, Toddles and his illustrious return, with a message of unity for a broken nation. I have something very fun here that I want to show you. This was shared with me a couple of days ago. Not all, oh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's also very fun. It's nine in the sea. This is bizarre. Oh, and just a quick little announcement. We were supposed to be streaming on Pure Social TV tonight um, because I got a message from one of the developers who said, from now on, your shows, your previous shows will be, you know, after you stream them, 
the replays will stay up on pure social TV. And I said, that's fucking great, man. That's awesome. I can't wait. So I sent a tweet out and said, look, the shows are going to be uh, on the archive on pure social TV. And I got a new stream key and it didn't work. So I don't know. So it, this was like one minute before the show started. So I just had to drop that stream in order to, because if you on restream, if one of the stream keys doesn't work, none of them go out. So I had to, had to drop that one in order to do the normal show. So unfortunately, so I, I'm sure we'll get that sorted out by Friday, but yes, um, Previous shows will be available on Pure Social Network, so that's fun. That's good. I just had a coughing fit. <laughs> Pure shit show TV, Foggy in the chat. I'm sure they'll fix it. So I want to show you this. Now, this was shared with me a couple of days ago by somebody. I, w- I won't use their name because maybe they don't want me sharing their name. You never know. So I don't use people's names unless they say so. Or unless they're really dumb and then I just have to put it out. But this was shared a couple of days ago. Now, I'm I'm sure you're all aware of this program that's been running for a number of seasons now, which I don't watch. It's called Project Runway. Who's who? Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, winning TV. Who's heard of... I sound like a late night talk show host. Who's heard of this Project Runway? Have you heard of this thing? Project Runway has been going for a long time. I guess it's like a reality TV show where they get up-and-coming fashion designers to design things. It sounds all very, you know, pedestrian to me. I I am convinced that the fashion industry exists only to stop, you know, cocaine addicts and heroin junkies from stealing purses from old ladies at bus stops. Otherwise, there's no need for it, right? Because if you're really good at fashion... What else can you possibly do? Like, what what other value could you possibly have to society? Like, I used to hate the fashion industry, but when I consider when I thought about it like this, it actually made sense to me. The fashion industry exists to give all of these people who have no other transferable skills in society something to do, so they don't steal things. And that's about it. You know what? You can tape somebody's breasts together, okay? You can cut cloth into ridiculous shapes that nobody's ever going to wear, great. You know, you can do makeup to make a model look like they're dead, okay, great. I mean, you're not working at a mechanics, right? <laughs> you're not going to be an accountant. You, you, you have no other talent to offer us here, so you may as well go over there and play dress-ups and you know, applaud each other for the level of skill required that you have to have in order to play dress-ups at a certain level and just leave the rest of us alone. So I'm very happy that the fashion industry exists for that reason, to quarantine otherwise useless people. It's the only thing I see that's a positive about. So, you know, you can probably guess based on that, not a huge fan of Project, Project Runway, never watched it, don't care about it. But somebody shared this with me. Now, back in 2019, in March of 2019, they had a particular contestant on there who made a particular design on Project Runway. And I'm sure you're going to find this very industry, uh, very industry. What is with my words today? I need to take another sip of smart juice. I had a very, uh, a very disrupted prep this morning. Dogs were tearing each other's throats out, destroying things. Had to kick them out. 
There's a lot of angry daddy boogie at house at the house here. What are you doing? Put it down. Get down. I mean, they're still puppies, so you know you get that. They can't all be good days. Parenthood is hard, I tells you. It's even harder when they shit inside. Um. So yeah. Project Runway. March 2019. This very special design, and it's being rehashed lately. Have a look at this. See what you think. I'm feeling so, so energized. I'm feeling so satisfied. Now, <clears throat> if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see what's on the screen here. Why doesn't somebody take the first stab at what's interesting about this? <laughs> March in, remember, March in 2019. <clears throat> it's not only the name, Fascist Hippie says the name. The designer's name is COVID, but spelt with a K, COVID Kapoor. And his, his outfit that he's designed comes with a face mask. COVID with the mask, marching on the catwalk in 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Diamond. Where did you steal the Diamond Gypsy? COVID. Yes, it is young COVID, the fashion designer. It's exactly how I envisioned it. And it's a true expression of who I am as a fashion designer. You can each borrow that look. Hi, COVID. Hello. Will you tell us about your head-to-toe look? Hi, COVID. <laughs> now, the thing about... What a visionary, Foggy, in the chat. Now, the thing about this that's also interesting is the person who sent me this clip said, yeah, watch, though. The, the design isn't even really that good. It's just average. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the Diamond. Cova is MAGA. He said to me, the design isn't really that good, but look at the way they're fawning over it, right? Look at the way they're advertising. Oh, it's amazing. COVID, tell us. It's so good, COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. When I was designing, I just wanted to play around with pattern and kind of break down the monotony of what otherwise plaid could do. So I just started cutting it up. I wanted to create shapes. I wanted to create volume. I mean, fashion designers are fucking five-year-olds. I wanted to cut it up and create shapes. That, that's any preschool in the in the Western world. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see, see you in hell. hell. That's, that's any preschool. Yeah, I wanted to cut it up and uh, create shapes, and then I kind of stuck them all together. <laughs> any child could do this. <laughs> What I loved here is the boldness of that print. As soon as she walked out. There is COVID's design. The designer being named COVID. There is COVID's design. Remember, Farch. God, what is wrong with me today? March in last year, ladies and gentlemen. Farch. I've just created a new month. Happy Farch, everybody. March in last year. Huh? Hey. 
Oh boy. <laughs> and look, you know, I'm I'm res- I'm trying desperately to resist the urge to fall straight into Oh my god, this proves it's all a hoax and blah blah blah. But I, it, it's a pretty big coincidence, isn't it? It's a pretty big coincidence. Lousy smarch weather. <laughs> And I can imagine a show like Project Runway, whose audience, I suspect, is a mixture of uh, vapid simpletons and the people who are forced to watch it because their vapid simpleton friends or family make them. I imagine that would be a great place to pump in a little bit of predictive programming. Unquestioning. I mean, if you can get people to applaud cutting material in certain shapes and sticking it together as some kind of expression of artistic genius, I'm sure that you could get those people to believe almost anything. So that is fertile ground for manipulation. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here, but I am saying it's a pretty good coincidence. It's a pretty big coincidence that a designer named COVID in March last year came up with a face mask and the judges on the show were talking about how wonderful it is and how sexy it is. <laughs> Lucky for us. Lucky for us, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't end there. Hot goss off the press from the UK. Jonathan Van Tam warns that face masks could be necessary for years despite vaccine and could become as commonplace as in the Far East. Ladies and gentlemen, Islam was right about women. Yay! (laughs) Islam won. Islam won. (laughs) Uh, uh, The irony of this coming from the UK doesn't surprise me. Britistan... England's deputy medical officer today warned that Britons may wear face masks for years to come and could become as commonplaces in the Far East even after a successful coronavirus vaccine becomes available. Inshallah! Islam is MAGA! Professor Jonathan Van Tam said there would not be an opportunity to, quote, have a massive party and throw out your masks and hand sanitizer in a similar way to celebrations marking the end of World War II. Wow, they're really going hard on this. <laughs> no, the end of COVID won't be like the end of World War II, so just calm down. He was then interrupted by Boris Johnson at a number 10 press conference tonight, who insisted that life would return to pretty much as close to normal a day after he suffered the biggest Tory rebellion in Parliament so far. However, Mr Johnson warned the worst thing now would be to think that this is the moment we can relax our guard. You must never relax. You have to be vigilant constantly. Saying it would be wrong to think it's game over in the fight against COVID, and this is not the end, as he urged people to stick to the new rules. See how they good at following the rules. Ahead of a potential return to normal life in spring next year. Yes, normal, quote unquote normal. It'll be pretty much exactly what you were used to before. Except you'll have to scan your personal details wherever you go into every store that you go. You'll have to prove that you've had a vaccine before you get on a plane, go to a restaurant or go to a sporting event. 
Uh, your whereabouts and your movements will be tracked via your smartphone app and you'll be wearing a mask foreseeably for the next 10 years or so. Everything Other than that, everything's normal. Everything's going to be just like it was, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. There you have it. Could be as commonplace as in the Far East. All right. Let's do this. I promised you, ladies and gentlemen, that we would get to this. Cometh the moment, cometh the man. It's been a while since we've covered Toddles. We were covering his run for president in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. We hoped for the best. I'm not sure what Toddles' final count was, but I'm sure that he still got a chance. I am aware that Toddles' uh, you know, vote counters weren't allowed into various polling places. We have evidence of this. I'm not going to show you the evidence. I'm going to wait till the court case. But I can guarantee you we have the best evidence. I am assured that there was a grand conspiracy to prevent Toddles from getting the required votes that he needs in certain swing states. Of this, I'm certain. I know. I spoke to a guy who works at the post office yesterday and he confirmed my suspicions. Truck driver. Truck driver said that they were bringing in uh, boats, uh, boats, <laughs> what is <laughs> Boats. We got boats. <laughs> they were bringing in votes for Toddles competitors, like in the early hours of the morning. So Toddles can still win. Big boats, tremendous boats, <laughs> lots of boats. So I've been waiting to hear from Toddles for the last few weeks because so far he hasn't addressed what happened in the election, ladies and gentlemen. So I thought as soon as I saw this video, we need a Toddles update. So here he is, our favourite candidate for the 2020 election, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Weiss, otherwise known as Toddles. Take it away, Mr. President. As a future president of the United States of America... Uh -huh. Now, remember, this happened after the election. This video was recorded on November 30. He's still very confident. <laughs> As a future president of the United States of America. Ah, there he is, Doug. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. I do not know what happened, but the stream key wouldn't go live, so I don't know. But we'll get it fixed up. Uh, pure Social Network, Pure Social TV, ladies and gentlemen. So this is after the election. The future president, he, Toddles is a real patriot. Toddles doesn't let a, you know, an election defeat get the better of him, right? And this is, the, this is what we were trying to explain to people in the lead up to 2020. Toddles really is the man for the job. He's all about positivity. He's every man, isn't he? I mean, words have power, and he's projecting success into the future. He's a future president of the United States. He's not going to let a little thing like not getting a single vote stop him from getting, you know, to his dream job. And good luck to him. As a future president of the United States of America. Yep. The camera work is as good as always. <laughs> I will... Yeah. 
in effect. And I, I can see the Christmas lights hanging in the background there because I assume that Toddles was expecting a big celebration party on the night. He was expecting a big celebration. Hey, we won. We're going to be the president. I'm the I'm the incoming leader. I can't wait. And now the Christmas lights are kind of doing that thing. This is the way Christmas lights look in April when you haven't taken them down, when they're all stretched out and shit. You know, Christmas lights look great in December. They don't look so good in Feb. When they still hang, then they look really sad. Then it kind of looks like an Asian massage parlor when they're lit up at two in the morning and it's the only lights on the street. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Toddles lives in an Asian massage parlor. I mean, look at the decor. It's filthy in there. There's no time to clean. We've got to bring the customers in. Unite, glorify, bring together. Okay, okay, let's hear his message. Okay, the future president. Come on. Unite, glorify, bring together. Uh-huh. And dignify the flag the United States put us as a powerful country that we should be. Uh-huh. And we always been. And we always been. His patriotism cannot be questioned. And <laughs> original revolution, the Christmas light the Christmas lights look good in farch. <laughs> they most certainly do. Promote multiculturalism. Oh. Because all people deserve to be or live or reside in the United States. All people deserve to live in the United States. Everybody's all American. <laughs> well, you heard the man. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to tell you how pleased I am to be uh, made a, an American citizen thanks to President Toddles. Thank you so much. Thank you. I haven't figured out what kind of American I'm going to be yet, but you can be damn sure I'm going to be a Toddles-supporting American because without him, I never would have got here. Thank you, Mr. President. Everybody deserves to be American. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. All of you. Toddles has a very strange foreign policy platform. We've covered it before. He said he wants to end all foreign wars except the ones that we need to do. And he also he also he wants to protect the American working class by letting literally everybody on planet Earth become American. Everybody. How many? Six billion people? However many there is? Hmm. We may need to build some more highways. No matter what your background, religion, cultural background. Yep. And faith. Uh-huh. And beliefs. Yes. And roots, roots. happen to be. Yep. Because we're all American. All we of us. We are now, Todd. Anybody. We are now. I am too. Isn't it good? We are all American. Everybody deserves to be an American, including Boogie Bumper. I'm very proud to be an American. Proud to be an American! <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. In our country. Yep. All people. All Everybody people. has a chance in our country. Good. And I promote to be able to sustain one another, to be able to do things that people should be able to do. 
I mean, it's very straightforward. <laughs> Toddles 2024. People should be allowed to do the things they can do. I love him. He's the, he's the man of the he's the man that we need right now. He's the man of the future. He's he's John Everyman. He's perfect for the White House. What party would he run for, I wonder? Because I don't think either the Democrat Party or the Republican Party is capable of holding Toddles, you know what I mean? I think he's too big a character. He would have to do like a Ross Perot change party kind of vibe. Because they're independent to mm-hmm. practice their freedom, yep. to promote their freedom, yeah. and to bring about total, complete freedom in every realm. Because Total, complete freedom in every realm. Now, there are a few videos of Toddles that have been floating around on the internet for a few years now where he talks about his love of, you know, younger girls. So I do wonder where this drive for total and com- and complete freedom is coming from. Now, you know, I'm a very freedom-based boost. I'm a very freedom-based guy. I love my- I loves me some freedoms. I always think, why can't we solve this problem with more freedom instead of less? Toddles wants total and complete freedom. Sounds great. In every realm. Because everybody, anything's possible. Anything's possible. America's full of potential. Yes. Possibilities. And the sky's the limit with the United States. And of (coughs) of course, I'd put, put the country first and safeguard the country and all the borders. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds Gypsy, but those black girls, they're a good breed. Oh, he loves him some black women. <laughs> he loves the black girls. And uh, Who doesn't really, to be fair? Allow refugees to uh, enter the United States. Oh, good. <laughs> because. Yep. As long as they're legally allowed to be here, yeah. then they can be here. <laughs> I mean, you can't say it's any dumber than any other politician you've heard for the last 10 years, can you? Can you? As long as somebody's legally allowed to be here, then they should be allowed to be here. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> It's really no different to any other platform I've heard. It's common sense. It is. It, re- it really, it's just common sense, guys. It's really just common sense. <laughs> Victor Von Trub, did the deep state get to toddles? He doesn't seem to be doing well health-wise. Well, the election season can take a toll on people, even the most healthy of, uh, of us. Well, are supposed to be here, then you shouldn't be here. I am planning... Okay. <laughs> Sensible foreign policy we can all get behind. So if you're legally allowed to be here, you should be allowed to stay. If you're not legally allowed to be here, then you shouldn't be here. How does he come up with it? How does he come up with this? That's brilliant, sir. How do you do it, Mr. President? Planning to run for president or office in 2028 or when the next office is up. (laughs) Cabaret in the chat. Some argue about getting the illegals out, but Toddles just says, keep the legals in. Done. Beautiful. It's beautiful. 
<laughs> we're not concerned with getting the illegals out. We're, we're concerned with keeping the legals here. Wonderful messaging. He really has improved, hasn't he? For grabs. And um, I'm going to endorse myself. I'm not going to... I'm going to endorse myself. <laughs> the Toddles 2024 campaign is endorsed by me. Toddles. <laughs> Vote for Boogie Bumper for president. Boogie Bumper will make the best president you could ever have. Boogie Bumper. You know, I heard Boogie Bumper say that Boogie Bumper was the best leader since Boogie Bumper. Boogie Bumper endorses Boogie Bumper. I will endorse myself. I don't need any endorsements. Fuck them. Uh, um, try to be fancy and uh, have a, some millions of dollars to try to make me president. Uh, you're not or he is? I hope he said he's not going to try to be fancy and have millions of dollars because, I mean, damn. <laughs> We got some work to do, if that's the case. I think he said he's not going to be fancy and have millions of dollars, because that's wrong. He doesn't need millions of dollars. He's got the messaging, he's got the style, he's got the charisma, obviously, in bucket loads. He's got the policy platforms, and he's got that, you know, that never-ending allure of the everyman. He's got something we can all relate to. Poverty and failure. Scott Vogler in the chat. If you can't endorse yourself, who else can you expect? Very reasonable point. Um, I'm gonna endorse myself. I'm not gonna um, try to be fancy and uh, have a, some millions of dollars to try to make me president. Uh, I'm just gonna try to um, permit and allow myself to try to grow to that and be able to, even though it'd be scrupulous, but I'm scrupulous. gonna try nonetheless. Um, mm -hmm. The Presidency on a Budget. It's a new National Geographic magazine. How to win the presidency on $20 a day with toddles. Coming up after the break, why pita bread pizza using watered-down ketchup as your pizza-based sauce will, keep you, will give you the energy you need to win those votes on the campaign trail. The task isn't going to be so simple, but I'm going to try to. No, it's not. Use what I have: my inner knowledge, my inner strength, my inner power, my glory, and my my glory. I would ixnay on the lorry gay, Mr. President. I don't think anybody wants to see Toddles' old glory, do you? I could be wrong, ladies. Would you like to see Toddles and his inner glory? <laughs> I mean, who knows? It could be his best side. Um, love for the country and uh -huh. um, my strength. Yes. My inner knowledge, my glory, my strength. And... Oh my um This really is a this really is a fantastic high energy endorsement, isn't it? Character and my glory. Thing I like most about Toddles is he's such an enigmatic speaker. He captures your attention, doesn't he? I mean there's never a dull moment with a Toddles presidential speech. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds Gypsy, the glory hole? Yeah, we'll call it that. 
I mean, he 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 just he just reaches out and grabs the audience by the scruff of the neck, doesn't he? He forces you to listen to him because he's so damn charismatic. And pride. <laughs> We're proud of you, Toddles. And make this country to where it's the level that it should be. Um, should be. Can be. Oh. And <laughs> people are going to feel a difference. And, and that's just a little bit of my politics side of my <coughs> video here. But now, um, on a different note, I'm going to the store today. Got these spicy, never had them before. Spicy hen of queso, spicy queso. doing Todd this is a this is a very strange place for a product placement Mr. President the fuck is he talking <laughs> we interrupt this presidential message to bring you an important announcement yeah I just went down to the store today I got these uh Tostitos uh spicy Quizo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you thought that, uh, you know, Donald Trump talking about, what was he talking about? The, uh, the Mexican guy, what the guy, exactly move over Goya. Thank you. He was talking about the beans and shit. That's nothing. <laughs> How about interrupting a presidential address halfway through? And now a word from our sponsors. Queezo. <laughs> it's juicy, spicy Queezos. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to uh, let all the refugees in. Um, anybody who's legal to be here should be allowed to stay. And um, anybody who's not legally allowed to be here shouldn't be here. But I, uh, everybody's American now. And... We're going to bring in refugees because everybody deserves to be American. And I'm going to, I don't need an endorsement. I don't need millions of dollars. I have my, uh, my inner wisdom, my glory and my pride. And, you know, I don't need anything fancy. And, uh, we're going to be unifying. And, um, that's a, just a little bit of my politics um, I also went to the store today and got some spicy Queezo potato chips. <laughs> In other news, <laughs> I love him. Tostitos. Tostitos. <clears throat> Very unifying chip. I also got bean dip. Uh-huh. To dip those in. Really good bean dip. You can do it. Make it yourself too. Really? It's pretty decent stuff. What'd you buy it for? And I got um while I was there. Yeah. I also. What else did you get, um, Todd? Picked up some um, nutrients. Yeah. Uh, 
because I support being healthy now. <laughs> I support being healthy. I think that your body is your temple. I support being healthy, which is why I got this bag of potato chips. <laughs> why I drink? That's why I drink my body weight and cheap beer every single night in this sweaty apartment. Tostitos is health food, exactly. You know, um, whereas before I didn't care as much, but now yeah. I bought some turmeric. I oh. bought some cayenne pills. Just gonna sprinkle some turmeric on his potato chips. <laughs> hey, that's healthy now. I turn this into health food. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put some cayenne pepper fucking capsules into my bean dip. <laughs> hey, it's health food now. And then I bought some grape seed complex. Uh huh. All at Walmart. It was like eighteen bucks for all these three, mm. which isn't too bad. No, it's good. Um, it's real good, mate. I think that's about it. Um, that's about sign it. Out. Um, okay. If you support me, if you want to vote for me, if you want to just put my name out there. Yep. And I'm doing that right now. We are putting your name out there right now, ladies and gentlemen. This clip only has 24 views. I'm going to put it in the chat. If you wanted to um, leave a comment for Toddles and tell him what a great job he's doing and that you support him in his presidential run, maybe you want to know a little bit more about the Tostitos. You know, what flavor they are or what he's going to dip them in and all of that kind of thing. Maybe you want to know a little bit more about Toddles in that respect. Then there you go. There's the clip. I'm sure the future president will be more than happy to answer your questions. Like he said, if you want to put my name out there. Well, we, exactly. This is what we want to do. <laughs> Henry, that was part of his pitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Politics, because I am a Republican. He's a Republican, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. He's a Republican. Didn't he just say he wants to open up the borders for all of the refugees in the world and everybody should be an American? I don't think a Republican should be sitting there eating food with Mexican words on it. Gonna lose the base, Todd. I'm a um, fair Republican, and I'm a I'm good a Republican. A fair Republican. And I have a lot of respect for the people that firmly believe in the right thing to do, and uh -huh. um, have the courage to do the right thing. Yeah, and gotta have courage. Uh, exercise their right to um, have power and freedom and vote, because we're a capitalist country. We need to have people to do what they you know need to do to. Um, mm have um, free and open businesses and yep. trade and public trade and yeah. um, have a capacity and um, yep. ability. Just, every Todd video is just one sentence. One long sentence that never ends. It can go from your party platform to refugees to Tostitos and then straight back into politics without missing a beat. He really is a gifted speaker. Ability to express exercise their total freedom and not be uh -huh. forced to have to do things. That's mm. what I stand by. That's what my code is. Yeah. And I think people 
should exercise their rights to freedom of speech, freedom of okay. religion, freedom yep. to do because we're a free country. Yep. We should exemplify that, and we yes. should live for, the, for those standards, and we should live by that. So, I really do enjoy um, somebody living in this in this environment here, talking about having high standards with the semen-soaked bedspread in clear view, the Christmas lights that look like they've been hanging there since the early 2000s, the cheap portable fan which is probably being used as a paperweight to keep his numerous court documents from flying out the open window, which he dances in front of in his underwear whilst looking out the window hoping that somebody is looking back in the window at him. The empty beer bottles just over his left shoulder there, a tribute to the patriotic American beer makers. Yes. If the toddles can be accused of many things, ladies and gentlemen, but not having high standards is certainly not one of them. So there you go. <laughs> From a future president to a former president, how about this story? I thought you'd, you'd appreciate this. Kremlin-funded Russian TV channel broadcasts Obama blackface skit that shows the former president as a rapper in gold chains. Russia. Everybody's trolling everybody these days. A state-owned Russian TV channel has broadcast a spoof interview with Barack Obama in which the former US president is played by a female comic in blackface. Well done, ladies. Woo! Equality. Finally, we're getting some equal representation up in this bitch. Or, since it's, it's a Barack Obama skit, we'll say, up in the his house. Huh? Huh? The sketch was aired last week on Russian TV channel NTV by a satirical news show called International Sawmill, hosted by Kremlin-linked filmmaker Tigran Kiyasan. During the segment, Kiyasayan pretends to interview Obama about his new book of memoirs before the camera reveals a, com a female comic in blackface. Now, it's always at this part of the show because, you know, I care about your sensibilities, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, NTV, Foggy. <laughs> now, it's always at this part. This is a delicate part of the show because I think I know my audience and I think I know what you want, but it's at this moment where I just need to ask, would you like me to show you this clip? I mean, it's up to you. Because apparently, I, so I've been told, I mean, well, I am an American now, thanks to Toddles. Thanks to President Toddles. I'm now officially an American. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the team. So now that I'm an American, I feel like I can lecture you about racism and offensive things. So press one in the chat if you would like to see the clip. <laughs> press two in the chat if you think that seeing this clip is most unbecoming of what America is these days, which is apparently getting Tostito chip dust on your fingers in your filthy apartment or whatever. I don't know. Okay, it looks like the ones have it. So let's have a little look-see here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself. Take it away. 
Former President Barack Obama. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives That was very quick. <laughs> that got me straight. <laughs> that that happened very quickly. Hang on. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Oh, no. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no, no, it is him. Premier, Premier 17 in the chat. So that wasn't him. No, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's him. Black Lives Matter. Get my book. Get my book. It's about Black Lives and how many matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. We have no Максимум вас с цыганом перепутают и все. Я сегодня начал читать вашу книгу. Последнюю? Надеюсь. И вот такой вопрос у меня возник. Вы считаете эту книгу своим достижением? Конечно. Потому что до вас никто из ваших родственников не писал книги? Потому что до меня никто из моих родственников вообще не умел писать. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and now we go live to former President Barack Obama for his address on Russian TV. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Can we get a screenshot of Black Lives I don't want this screen. I want that screen. Black life. Stop. Ah, oh, God, I hate it how they do that. Okay, one more time. Black lives matter. Black the lives matter. Black lives matter. <laughs> Asked what she can say. Referring to Obama, quote, as the dark side of American history, Keir Sayan says, ask the comic whether she considers her new book an achievement. While imitating a rapper dressed in gold chains, baggy t-shirt and bandana, the comic enthusiastically agrees, responding that, quote, none of my relatives that came before me could write. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. We need, to, we need to purify here. We need to cleanse the palate. Promote multiculturalism because all people deserve to be or live or reside in the United States no matter what your background, religion, cultural background and faith and beliefs. Thank God. Thank God for that. You're right, Mr. President. <laughs> Asked what she considers the most important aspect of the book to be, she replies, royalties. At another point, the comic begins chanting Black Black Lives Matter, but is shut down by Kiyosayan, who responds that there is no racism in Russia. <laughs> Asked to recite a passage from her memoirs, the comic performs a brief rap about President Donald Trump. The interview was aired on Russian TV station NTV, which is owned through a subsidiary by state-owned energy company Gazprom, ladies and gentlemen. Is that the filmmaker? Oh, no, that's the guy doing the interview. Right. Okay. 
Kiasan is also the partner of Margarita Simonian, the editor of the English language version of RT, which has been accused of being a Russian propaganda channel by Western governments and state-owned newswire Rossiya Segondinya. I don't know. Russia is a very strange place. One more time, Mr. President. It's <laughs> a great photo. <laughs> All right, come on. One more time. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Nobody in my family could write before. Well done, Mr. President. We're achieving great things here. Uh... So that's one aspect of Obama. How about this? I thought this was very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. You know, often we do like language breakdowns, rhetorical analysis of clips and, you know, articles and stuff. We need we need to have a regular segment on this show where we just break down a press conference by, you know, some government employee, some high-ranking bureaucrat. The the manipulation of language they use. What was the one that we touched on on Monday? What that's right. It's not Big Brother. It's not you can call it Big Brother if you want. We prefer to call it ensuring community safety, right? <laughs> Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. <laughs> so the manipulation of language is always a big part of this program and tearing it apart and breaking it down, chewing it up and spitting it out for our own amusement because it's so ridiculous. So I took particular interest to this clip, and I'm sure you will too. Have a listen to this. Barack Obama's advice to progressives, ladies and gentlemen, on CNN. Former President Barack Obama is cautioning progressives about the phrase defund the police, calling it polarizing and ineffective. Now, a lot of people, after hearing something like that, because a lot of people are of below average intelligence. <laughs> my, my speech today has been terrible. Which I, I probably shouldn't be making fun of other people for the way they speak today, but fuck it, I'm going for it. You know why? Because I have no shame. I have no shame. And I've got a bag of Tostitos waiting for me. So uh, a lot of people, my speech has been terrible today. A lot of people would hear that line, right? He, listen to this one more time. Former President Barack Obama is cautioning progressives about the phrase defund the police, calling it polarizing and ineffective. Okay. A lot of, Barack Obama is cautioning progressives about the phrase defund the police, calling it polarizing and ineffective. Now, there's going to be millions of progressives who hear that, but like they'll hear those words, but in their mind, that will mean that Barack Obama is in favor of the police, right? That's what they'll interpret it as. But that's really not what's being said here. What's being said here is he doesn't like the phrase. He does, he's not saying he doesn't like the idea behind the phrase. He's saying he doesn't like the phrase being used to the, the, the way it is to describe the idea. So there'll be millions of people out there who go, Barack Obama isn't in favour of defunding the police. But that's not true. As you'll see here, what he's actually doing is openly telling you that manipulating the language is very important in order to get people to go along with what your ideas are. Because the, the, the brutal reality of the idea is too much for people, right? 
so we need to manipulate them. We need to change the way we word things in order to get people to go along with it. Have a listen. In an interview with Snapchat, the former president says there's power in the word choice. You've got to be able to meet people where they are. You can use a snappy slogan. <laughs> Foggy and the, exactly. We could do a whole book about these things. Foggy in the chat with the diamond. It's not murder. It's survival impaired. Exactly. One of my favorite little phrases that I heard from somebody who was in politics, what, 20 years ago, is a tax is a fine. No, a fine is a tax for doing the wrong thing. And a tax is a fine for doing the right thing. <laughs> a fine is a tax for doing the wrong thing. And a tax is a fine for doing the right thing. All right, let's hear. Mr. President. Okay, where is this? I want to hear from Barack Obama here. Okay, take it away, Mr. President. Last week. Black Lives Matter. 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 Oh, oh, that's not him. Oh, pardon me, my mistake. I got that wrong. I'm an idiot. Let's go back. Let's try again. Former President Barack Obama is cautioning progressives about the phrase defund the police, calling it polarizing and ineffective. In an interview with Snapchat, the former president says there's power in the word choice. You've got to be able to meet people where they are. You can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it. If you instead say, let's reform the police department so that everybody's being treated fairly, suddenly a whole bunch of folks who might not otherwise listen to you are listening to you. remembers the first <clears throat> Toy Story movie. It was one of my favourites when I was a kid, the first Toy Story movie. You know, Buzz Lightyear, Woody, right? And there's a line, so Buzz Lightyear is trying to prove that he's the real Buzz Lightyear. <clears throat> and he jumps off like a counter or something. He jumps off a dresser. And he hits a ball and then he bounces back up and then he gets attached to one of those you know, mobile things that hangs from a roof and he swings around a few times and then he gets flicked off and he goes somewhere else and then he lands. And he's like, see, I told you I could fly. And Woody says to him, that's not flying, that's falling with style. Well, this is the problem that I have and I have had for years and years and years when I try to talk to people about when they, because there, there are people in my life and there's people in your life too who believe in their heart of hearts that Barack Obama is a genuine and honest person. And it's amazing how people are so against, <laughs> they, they, they just lack the ability to see through the rhetoric. And you can explain it to them. I've, I've put it this way before. I'll say, the difference is, but like, say, 
let's take Barack Obama and Donald Trump, for example. Barack Obama will give an interview where he says, unity is very important and we all need to come together, right? But Donald Trump will say, well, unity is important, but why should I help that motherfucker over there, right? There's a difference. And people like that, like, kind of raw quality about that. <coughs> Pardon me. So this is this is openly what we've been talking about on this show for three, four years, as long as we've been doing it, right? This is exactly what we've been talking about. You know, if you use the term defund the police, then that's going to be polarizing. But if you if you say instead that you want to reform the police so everybody gets treated equally, then all of a sudden you're going to have a whole bunch of he's telling you how to lie with style. Lying with style. He's telling you how to manipulate your language in order to get people to go along with what you want them to go along with. Which is lying. It's a manipulation. You're manipulating people. But people want to be manipulated now. That's the sad reality. People crave being manipulated. They don't want you to be honest. Everybody wants manipulated language. That's what political correctness is. Manipulate your language so you don't say what you actually mean. Say what you mean in a way that shows that you don't that you actually mean something else. That's what PC is all about. They love it. They crave it. But there's you know, that seems pretty bleak, but there is an upside to this. And the upside is the progressives, ladies and gentlemen, the progressives and like the likes of, you know, Ilan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and whatnot, the progressives, the squad, are so stupid. <laughs> They're so stupid that they are now openly criticizing Barack Obama for this. <laughs> they are now going after, believe it or not, they are now going after and attacking the most popular democratic person that they have right now. The saviour Barack Obama. The hero Barack Obama. They are now super pissed and openly saying so. Because <laughs> they're tearing their... They are tearing their party apart. Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, others blast Obama for coming out against defund the police slogan. Exactly. Dig up, stupid... Democratic members of the squad in the House of Representatives slammed former President Barack Obama for coming out against defund the police slogan in an interview that aired partially Tuesday night. If you believe as I do, well, we heard the quote from Barack Obama. The comments caused members of the squad to criticize Obama's comments. Democratic Minnesota rep Ilan Omar said on Twitter that defunding the police is not a slogan. Listen to this. Listen to this from Ilan Omar. We lose people in the hands of the police. It's not a slogan, but a policy demand. And centering the demand for equitable investments and budgets for communities across the country gets us progress and safety. <laughs> Don't you love that a second term congresswoman, Ilan Omar, who is 
largely unliked outside of her own district. Like, really, Democrats really don't even like Ilan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez outside of the super, super liberals who are still, believe it or not, a minority in the party. So, so she's not even that popular in her own party. She's now telling the guy who was president for eight years and all the Democrats loved how wrong he is. <laughs> no, what you need to do is say defund the... But it's not a slogan, sir. How dare you? <laughs> Listen to this. Rosa... This is Rashida Tlaib. Rosa Parks was vilified and attacked for her civil disobedience. She was targeted. It's hard seeing the same people who uplift her courage attack the movement for black lives that want us to prioritise health, funding of schools and ending poverty rather than racist police systems. (laughs) Do you see what I mean here? Like I said, there will be millions, like I said, there will be millions of people because most people are of below average intelligence who hear what Barack Obama says when he says defund the police is a polarizing slogan. It is. He's right. He's, it's true. He's correct. <laughs> Lady of Diamond Gypsy, where did you steal the Diamond Gypsy? Obama is MAGA. I swear double four, double three with the diamond. Thank you very much, Rusty. I'll be joining Rusty on his show, by the way, in the next couple of weeks or so. We're just trying to finalise like how we're going to line it up and when we can meet and everything like that. But I'll be joining Rusty on his show. So give Rusty a follow, Iceman double four, double three. So <laughs> there will be millions of people who hear Barack Obama say, defund the police is a polarising slogan. And in their mind, because, you know, people hear what they want to hear. How many times have we said this on this show? People will hear what they want to hear. And you can come up with an argument that is so good it would make Aristotle cry with embarrassment. It would make Aristotle shudder with feelings of inadequacy. It would be so logically sound. But they will pick one line because they react to things emotionally and not logically. They'll pick one line out of what you say and that will become the basis for all of their opinions of you from that moment on. So he says defund the police is a polarizing slogan and millions of people, including these fucking knuckle-dragging morons like Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar come out and say, it's not a slogan, people are dying! (laughs) (laughs) And this, Rashida, is why you'll never be president. This, Ilan, is why you'll never be president. Because you are stupid. You are too stupid. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. I'm going to refresh my beverage and visit the little boys' room. And when we return, we've got so much more here on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Stick around.
Trust me, the Iceman. Sunday night, 10 30, standard Eastern time. On Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Carry movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. 
Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This all right, around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. As always. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, I don't know, follow me on Twitter, <laughs> at boogiebumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, like so many of our beloved boogers have already done, you can get yourself some soury little lemons and leave those succulent little suckers in my fruit bowl, dlive.tv slash boogiebumper, or of course, streamlabs.com slash boogiebumper for media uploads, text-to-speech, and all of that good shits, my man. Alright. Now, the next item I have for you, I don't know. Some of you may find this a little patronising. I don't know. I don't know. But really, really, I don't know. You know, in private, I've had conversations with people in private who say things like, "You're you're not impartial enough. You're not objective enough." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm 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 completely honest about what I am. I'm I'm anti-media. I'm anti-media, 100% of the way. I think they're terrible people, and I've always been anti-media, which is kind of like the basis for this show, is showing you know how awful the media really is." and breaking down the little tricks and the little techniques that they use, their little writing styles and stuff for our own amusement and having a laugh at it. So some of you may find this a little... Some of you may find this a little patronising. We'll say it that way. But others, you know, many others out there will appreciate this next item. And I think you should appreciate it because we've often remarked that Politicians and the corporate press, ladies and gentlemen, are treating us like five-year-olds. Have you ever noticed that? Now, you can say, well, this is a result of dumbing down of the education system and whatnot. But for me, that's not true. For me, it's because they love us and they care about us. You know, you know what I like most about the corporate media is they make things so simple for me to understand. You know, I really don't like being confused. It makes me feel yucky on the inside. So I appreciate when the corporate media makes they break things down very simply in a way that I can understand them and then I can get on with the rest of my day and not feel like an idiot. Like they make me feel smart because they explain it so simply. Exactly, Mucus from they are concerned with our safety. They love us, they protect us, they want to care for us. So it's with great joy considering that that I bring you this next item 
New York governor, <coughs> pardon me, my voice is a little croaky today. New York governor Andrew Cuomo likens COVID-19 to the Grinch, says this is the season of viral transmission. <laughs> I don't like the Grinch. He's a big meanie. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of motherfuckers out there who ain't been who ain't been taking this COVID thing seriously. How are we gonna get them to take this seriously? You know that that COVID, he's like the Grinch, basically. He's a little fucking troublemaker. You little fuck. <laughs> New York Governor Andrew Cuomo compared the coronavirus to the well-known Dr. Seuss character on The Grinch on Monday. Quote, COVID is the Grinch. Think of it that way. Now, <laughs> I know this could be patronizing to some of you. Some of you who don't appreciate being treated like children may not like this. I love this because I'm a sick, bitter, and twisted person. <laughs> Obviously. So would you like to see Governor Cuomo comparing COVID-19? <laughs> this thing which is apparently so deadly and so awful. And it's causing, you know, whole economies to shut down. It's very serious. Take it seriously, guys. Uh, Voice of Reason, thank you for the diamond. Just because. Well, thank you. Just because. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. <laughs> this, we need to take coronavirus very seriously. It's not a laughing matter. It's not a joke. Now, let's talk about how coronavirus is just like the Grinch. Let's have a look. Oh, where's my audio here? Where's my audio here? And cheery and we're going to come. Oh, my God. They have music. It has music behind it, too. <gasps> they put they put Christmas music behind it. <laughs> this is I didn't put the music behind it. This is the hill. This is this is from the governor's office, ladies and gentlemen. The governor of New York. Listen to this. Now the mindset for the holiday season. All right, we're now all happy and cheery and we're going to come together and we're doing gift buying and we're going to do holiday celebrations. We're going to start to have meals together. The families come. I'm fucking speechless. I am fucking speechless. <laughs> you know it's lovely by the force laying right together with you. Wow. This can't be real. This cannot be real. These are the people who said that the last four years of tweeting things was detrimental to the image of the United States. And now the governor of New York is acting like a fucking preschool teacher explaining coronavirus policy. Complete with a Christmas carol musical backdrop. 
Let's do it again. Now, the mindset for the holiday season. Okay. All right. We're now all happy and cheery, and we're going to... <laughs> as soon as the music starts, he's like, all right, we're all happy and cheery now. <laughs> Phil, winning TV. This is your guy. Phil, what the hell... Phil, what the fuck are you doing in New York, mate? <laughs> what the hell is going on in New York, Phil? <laughs> is this a state of five-year-olds? What the hell is happening? How does this guy get fucking votes? How do people vote for this? I mean, we were talking about toddles before. He's treating everyone like toddlers. I'd, I'd rather toddles. Wow, this is fucking bizarre to me. <laughs> it's like a preschool presentation. Now, the mindset for the holiday season. Okay. All right, we're now all happy and cheery, and we're going to come together, and we're doing gift buying, and we're going to do holiday celebrations. We're going to start to have meals together. The family's coming back together for the holiday season. Students are all coming home. Religious celebrations during the holiday season. Yeah. COVID is the Grinch. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. I'm done. I hate this show now. (laughs) I can't do this show ever again. This is it. This is it. <laughs> I have I have nothing. I have nothing. Normally I have like some lines or a couple of words that I think of when I'm what I have nothing to say to this. You know why? Because I'm not 10 years old. That's why. There is nothing I have. This is bizarre. <laughs> it just it just shows what little they think of you. You know, they don't care about you. They don't they don't care what you think. They are openly treating you like children. They're openly treating you like 5-year-olds. They don't respect the office. They don't respect the situation. They're not taking it seriously. I mean, didn't the mayor, didn't the fucking mayor of Chicago just recently dress up like some fucking character in order to give a corona? They're openly treating everyone like kids. I forget what what did she dress up like? She was wearing some fucking ridiculous outfit like a month ago, right? Remember that? Hey, ho 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 ho. <laughs> but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to believe that some guy's Twitter account is the problem. Yeah, right, right, right. Sure, sure. Good, good story, bro. Why did we lose our video here? We're not finished. We're not finished with you yet, Mister Governor. Fucking get back here. All right, we're now all happy and cheery, we're all and happy we're going to come cheery. together. And, and he's we're terrible. Gift bar. He's also terrible at it. That's the thing. 
He's also terrible at doing this. <laughs> the music starts up. Okay, that's the music playing now, and we're all happy and cheery. Ambelina with the diamond. I am sick of it. It's the Rona. I love you all. Well, we love you too, Ambelina. <laughs> He's terrible. The music starts playing. Okay, there's the music. That means we're happy and cheery, and there's going to be gift buying and holiday celebrations. And yes, uh, COVID is the Grinch. Uh, he's awful at this. And we're going to do holiday celebrations. We're going to start to have meals together. The family's coming back together for the holiday season. Students are all coming home. Religion. Again, I'm stressing, that's not me putting that music behind it. This is from the office of the governor of New York. He's the one. They're the ones putting the fucking little Christmas carol behind it. Just celebrations during the holiday season. Yeah. COVID is the Grinch. Think of it that way. <laughs> and the COVID Grinch is an opportunist. <laughs> I nearly spat my drink out. <laughs> well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. The COVID, the Grinch, the COVID is an opportunist. This You know Sometimes I go back and I watch like Old World War 2 footage and shit And like I'll sit there and I think to myself Man these people what they lived through you know on all sides, like the siege of Stalingrad, you know, the bombing of Berlin, the London bombings, you know, the the war in like the Dardanelles and shit, European, and then of course you've got the the war in the Pacific as well, which was, you know, if not more brutal than what was happening in Europe. And I'm just watching this black and white grainy footage and fucking big, you know, big artillery shells and like, oh god damn it, that was a fucking generation, wasn't it? <laughs> and that's us that's us here in 2020 looking back you know in the 1930s and the 1940s watching yeah Dresden bombing exactly and that's us looking back at the 1930s and the 1940s going wow look at that <laughs> imagine people 70 years from now what they'll see think about it for a moment I am of the firm belief this is my genuine belief that of all the periods in history, we will be regarded as a sick joke. We will be the era in history that all future generations laugh at and say, we must never do what they did. You know, we went to the moon, allegedly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting into that. Uh, the internet was created, smart devices and stuff, but we also culturally slit our own throats without, you know, for we culturally slit our own throats because it was preferable to being called a racist. 
and we elected leaders that played Christmas carols and likened apparently deadly diseases to fictional characters who steal presents from children. But then at the same time, we're telling us how serious it is. I mean, that, that those are just a few examples. You can come up with any number of examples. People getting their kids, like, testicles chopped off and shit, right? We will, those of us who are alive today, will be looked back on as the jokes of history. You know, people like to tell you, you want to be on the right side of history. Nobody's going to be on the right side of history. None of us will. Because in the eyes of history, we all get lumped in with the craziest people. And we are the generations, you know, you know, ten, let's say a, a, let's say an era in history is like 10 generations. We are the 10 generations. We're in those 10 generations who handed the, the, the keys of the city over to the most crazy. We had the most prosperous, the most secure, the most free, the most optimistic, the most culturally confident societies that the world has ever seen. And we pissed it all away. We pissed it all away because we didn't want to be called bad names like a racist and we were too stupid to not be treated like children. The reason that the politicians and the media are treating us like children is because it works. Make no mistake about it. If it didn't work, they wouldn't be doing it. And now, you know, New York, the economic beating heart of the most powerful country on earth, the leader of the, the state that holds the city, which is the economic beating heart of the most powerful country on earth in 2020. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an update for people uh, what uh, during what is apparently supposed to be the deadliest pandemic, an existential threat. Of course it won't load. Of course it won't load. I'd do the big lead up. Do the big lead up and then the internet wants to play fucking game. I do the whole thing. <laughs> I I prepare it. You know, I make a nice little speech, a nice little pep speech. I talk about history and everything like that. And then just when the moment comes and just when we're ready to go, the fucking internet wants to take a little shit on me. Every single time. Again, no audio. <laughs> okay. Just look, I'm not going to say the whole speech again. Just remember it. Now the mindset for the holiday season, all right, we're now all happy and cheery and we're going to come together and we're doing gift buying. The jokes we're of history. We're going to do holiday celebrations. We we're are the jokes of history. Together, the family's coming back together for the holiday season. Students are all coming home. We are the laughing stock of future university season. history students. Yeah. COVID is the Grinch. Think of it that way. And the COVID Grinch is an opportunist. And the COVID Grinch sees this as the season of viral transmission. Does he? All those things that the holiday season uh -huh. brings, they all increase social activity. 
they all increase mobility, and they will all increase viral transmission. So this is the season of the COVID Grinch also. When you hear that holiday music, Marsha, think. That's it. Done. I'm out. See ya. Good night, everybody. Good night. When you hear that music, Marsha, <laughs> Coffee Talk with Sandra, DLive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Fuck that ticket. He just he just did the fucking music with his he just did the music with his mouth. When you hear the music, you have to be COVID safe, guys. I'm going to have to turn that into a sound drop or something for the show. Holy shit, man. Play music, Marsha. Think. The reporter says to him, can you sing it again? And he does. <laughs> That's our new air siren, Foggy. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe! <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Mr. Governor! <laughs> Think. Think COVID Grinch and be on alert because that is part of this holiday season. I feel like I need a cigarette <laughs> after that. He's hilarious and he has our best interests at heart. Jim Enward in the chat. Wow. Look. <laughs> Let me put this link in the chat for you so you can enjoy it. There you go. <laughs> wow. Look, it's time for some serious reporting, okay? <laughs> Maureen, Boogie, you mispronounced your majesty. <laughs> and look, it's time. Look, look, all jokes aside, we need some fucking serious reporting here because it looks like politics is descending into the childish and the absurd. Joe and Jill Biden want to unite America. They'll start by adding a cat to family dogs, champ and major. 
Yes. You, you know, it's about time we start taking the presidency seriously again. Donald Trump is making a mockery of the office of the president. Is he really? Yes. Yes, he is. We need to take this very seriously. Finally, Joe Biden has got back in. The adults are back in charge. Finally, the adults are back in charge and we can all get back to, back to the serious business of running the government. What's our lead story today on USA Today? Joe Biden's getting a cat. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me informed. President-elect Joe Biden will have to bring a divided country together when he steps into the White House. He's starting with the pets. Biden and future First Lady Jill Biden will bring a cat into the White House along with German Shepherd's champion major. And now some breaking news. Anchor Jane Pauley announced on CBS Sunday morning, President-elect Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, won't just be bringing their German Shepherds major and champ to the White House. The Bidens tell us exclusively that soon they'll be joined by a cat. Cat. Serious. Serious hard-hitting journalism speaking truth to fucking power. Democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> you fucking frauds. You shameless frauds. Each and every one of you. Oh, you pathetic. You are the jokes of history. Winning TV's just joined us back. Phil, now I need to ask Phil. Phil, did you just see did you see the clips with, that we were just playing of your governor? Because you were conspicuously silent during that segment. Phil. Phil. Winning TV is a New Yorker. Winning TV. Now we were playing the clips of your governor, Mr. Cuomo. Were you here for that, sir? Because I don't remember seeing any of your comments when we were talking about your governor. <laughs> Explain yourself, Phil. <laughs> and now we move on and he's back in the chat. I'm like, hang on a minute. I had to run I had to run out. You had to leave, did you? You had to run out? You missed it? Oh, well. I don't want you to miss out, Phil. <laughs> I don't want you to miss out on the important message that your governor has for you and the other residents of New York. I don't want you to miss out on the important and serious uh, update that your governor is giving you in the COVID era, ladies and gentlemen. Phil, he didn't see him. So winning TV. Okay, now we're just going to play it one time through for Phil so Phil can see what we're talking about. Ambelina donated the diamond. Thank you, Ambelina. Excuses are unexcused absence, Phil. Yes, he didn't even bring a note. So this is for Phil, uh, resident of New York. Enjoy this, Phil. Enjoy this very serious announcement from your governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh, again with the fucking loading. Fuck you, Twitter videos. You fucking, you fucked me one more time. I swear to God. <laughs> Let's do it. Go on. The holiday season. All right, we're now all happy and cheery, and we're going to come together, and we're doing gift buying, and we're going to do holiday celebrations. We're going to start to have meals together. The family's coming back together for the holiday season. Students are all coming home. 
religious celebrations during the holiday season. Yeah, COVID is the Grinch. Think of it that way. And the COVID Grinch is an opportunist. And the COVID Grinch sees this as the season of viral transmission. All those things that the holiday season brings, they all increase social activity, they all increase mobility, and they will all increase viral transmission. Yes, very serious. So this is the season of the COVID Grinch also. When you hear that holiday music, Marsha, think. TV with the diamond. A comment. Oh, get out of here, you cunt rag. Blasio, you are fucking fucking cunt rag. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, let's get back to the serious news. Joe and Jill Biden want to unite America by bringing a cat into the White House. Let's have a look. And now some breaking news. President-elect Joe Biden and his wife Jill won't just be bringing their German shepherds, Major and Champ, to the White House. The Bidens tell us exclusively that soon they'll be joined by a cat. Look at the fucking presentation. Look at this. Look at this. I don't understand why people don't like the corporate media anymore. It must be Donald Trump's fault that they don't like us. <laughs> By this stage of the reign of president-elect Donald Trump, like, so before he actually became the president, right? Before he actually got inaugurated in January. At this stage of the process, all you could find was references to Donald Trump being a fucking Nazi. That's all you could get. And now look at the difference. <laughs> look at this. We've got hand-painted fucking pictures of Joe Biden's dogs and a cat appearing in the window. Breaking news that Bidens are getting a cat. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me informed, corporate media. And now some breaking news. Hey, President-elect hey. Joe Biden and his wife Jill won't just be bringing their German shepherds, Major and Champ, to the White House. Really? The Bidens tell us exclusively. Exclusively? That soon they'll be joined by a cat. A cat? Wow. The Bidens are bringing a cat? I'm so glad that Donald Trump is gone and now we can take, you know, news seriously for a change. Now we can get back to the serious... Uh, issue of governing with respect. Now the mindset for the holiday season, all right, we're now all happy and cheery and we're going to come together na, 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 and na. we're doing gift buying and we're going to do holiday celebrations. We're going to start to have meals together. The family's coming back together for the holiday season. Students are all coming home. Religious celebrations during the holiday season. Yeah. COVID is the Grinch. Yes. Think of it that way. Dun, 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 dun. And the COVID Grinch is an opportunist. And 
the COVID Grinch sees this as the season of viral transmission. Yes, he does, doesn't he? All those things that the holiday season yeah. brings. Yeah. They all that Grinch is a big meanie. All increase social activity. That Grinch is a big meanie. What makes me want to cuddle a Biden cat? They all increase mobility. I love cats. Oh, what a cute little kitten. Breaking news, the Bidens are getting a cat. Coming up tonight at 6 o'clock on Hard Hitting Journalism 101, the Bidens are getting a cute little kitten to play with their German shepherds, and COVID is the Grinch. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hard-hitting journalism, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up tonight at 6 o'clock, the Bidens are getting a fluffy new cat and the COVID is the Grinch. <laughs> Hard-hitting journalism. Demanding answers from our leaders. <laughs> and they will all increase viral transmission. So, this is the season of the COVID Grinch also. When you hear that holiday music, Marsha, think. Could you sing it again? Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. yeah. That's done. I don't even know where to go for here from here. I, I don't even know what, what I'm gonna do now. I have I have so many tabs open. <laughs> I've got enough time for one more segment. I've got so many tabs I, I don't even know how I'm supposed to jump off from this. I'm looking at all these tabs and I'm like, do we go back serious? Do we have a little fun? I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know. I'm at a loss for work. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is the dumbest stuff I've ever seen to the dumbest generations that I've ever seen. We've never had so much information at our fingertips yet been so stupid at the same time. The Hungarian? You, you want the Hungarian? Okay, how about this? We'll, we'll do a multiple choice. I'll give you three options, okay? I'll give you three options. Let's have a look here through my file. What have I got here? Okay. We can do... <laughs> Press one in the chat if you want Kathy Griffin. Now, I swear to God, if we don't do Kathy Griffin tonight, we're absolutely going to do Kathy Griffin on Friday. Because <laughs> I've been teasing it for so long. It's probably going to be terrible. Amberlina is the only one in, in the chat who wants to see Kathy Griffin. <laughs> so press one in the chat if you want Kathy Griffin. Press two in the chat if you want sex robots. Press three in the chat. Oh, look at me. Hello. I'm rambling again. Hello. Victor Von Trum. Even the boogie anthem got locked up. <gasps> no. No, 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 no. What? What is this? What happened to the boogie anthem? No. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait. You teased me, didn't you? You teased me. So, hang on. I'll, while we're doing the multiple choice, I'll play what Victor Von Schroen. Thank you so much, Victor, for the clip. So, press one in the chat if you want Kathy Griffin. 
Press two in the chat if you want a food abomination. All right. So press two in the chat if you want a couple of food stories, which will shock and dismay you. Press three in the chat if you want sex robots. So one for Kathy Griffin, two in the chat for food, three in the chat for sex robots. All right. <laughs> Again, I think I know my audience. So I think I know which avenue you're going to go down because you're all exceptionally filthy-minded people who <laughs> just crave smut <laughs> at 6 or 7 o'clock at night or whatever it is. All right. Uh, this was sent through by Victor Von Schroom. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you so much, Victor. Play me. In the asylum. Okay. Hello. Ich bin der Piste. Und hier sind die Buddies. Oh, no. I kind of like the mix, though. Is this them? Oh my god, look at Look at them. Holy shit, man. Look at them. Look at them. Oh, they're so old. <laughs> oh shit. People in the chat, a couple of people in the chat are like, who the hell is this? We have to, we have to play the original one now. This is the anthem of our nation of Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen. This is the official national anthem of our micro nation of Boogie Stan. Now we have to play the original so people can have the context. All hail Boogie Stan. Sing the Boogie Stan. If you're a proud citizen of the kingdom of Boogie Stan, sing the anthem. You don't have to sing the German parts, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to sing the la-la-la and then pretend the other parts. Exactly. 07. Boogie stand, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody in the chat said they're stoned. Well, then let me full screen this for you. Sit back and enjoy. The Nation of Boogie Stand National Anthem.
how the mighty have fallen because here they are today, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are today. Thank you so much for this, Vic. This is amazing, Victor. Thank you. This is brilliant. In case you were wondering too, by the way, I tried to do a little bit of rough translate. I grew up with like two German speakers, so I, but my German is terrible because I never took the time to learn it. I tried to like, I read the words. I'm like, oh, I don't really know. So then I just went the easy way and went to Google Translate <laughs> like a fucking lazy Western prick. And so if you are curious, the words to the song, it's basically about this little creature that lives like in the woods and he's sad because the humans are destroying the planet and one day he's not going to have anywhere to live. That's basically what it's about. It's like, la, 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 la. It's like, you know, don't be, don't pollute and stuff because then I'm going to, I'm going to lose my home basically. <laughs> so it is just every bit as awkward and weird as you imagine it to be. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. God damn those uh, those nurses make it easier. Uh, there's there's one thing that happened after World War Two, which you know, sure we lost like all of the best German men, but the German women, you know, except for the ones in like Berlin and stuff, the German women were able to go on unfettered. You know, of course, a, a great deal of them had, uh, you know, how can I say, how can I say this um, delicately? Had communist semen pumped into them with anger and force through the act of rape. But other than that, a whole bunch of the German women, like, you know, the German women are still fine, fine, fine. <laughs> they just lost all the German men, so, you know. Uh, winning TV with the diamond, cart patrol anthem. Oh, can I grab, I'll grab that and... I tell you what, Phil, because I'm going to do the Cartnarks again on Friday. So can you maybe send me that in like DM or something, and then we'll do that one on Friday when I do the other Cartnarks stuff that I've got. We'll, we're definitely doing Cartnarks on Friday, like because it's been what two months now. So since we've since we've you know gone back and revisited, reloved the Cartnarks, so we'll do that. <laughs> It is the same, guys. Time hasn't been good, has it? <laughs> Time has not been good. <coughs> All right, where the hell were we? Okay, now it's time to do the the. Now it's time to do the multiple choice again. Now I've blown like the segment time that we had. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> I've blown the segment time, but that's all right. We'll do the segment. So, we'll do one more. So press one in the chat for Kathy Griffin. Press two in the chat for food. Press three in the chat for sex robots. And I'm I'm watching now. I'll pay attention, and then we'll do one of the three. It's up to you, boogers. What do you want to do?
you know what? I think the twos just have it. So, okay, so on Friday we'll have to do... <laughs> Friday is going to be a very non-political show by the looks of it. We're going to do Kathy Griffin. On this, So this is the Friday rundown. We're still on Wednesday, but this is the Friday rundown because we're going to do the food clips, okay? I'll do the food stuff because that's, that's what the people wanted. That's what the, the citizens of Boogie Stan demanded food and I will give them food because I am a benevolent king. So on Friday we have to do... <laughs> Kathy, remind me, by the way, on Friday, we have to do Kathy Griffin, Sex Robots, and Cartnarks, all right? And I don't think we're going to have any time for anything serious, so. I mean, if the world is ending and somebody, you know, launched nukes at another country or something, we're just going to have to pretend like it never happened, all right? <laughs> Ambelina, Boogie, you keep screwing me. You wish, babe. <laughs> <laughs> You wish. <laughs> That's why I sent you the butt plug. So you can screw yourself. <laughs> if somebody just came in in the last 30 seconds, they'd be like, what the fuck am I listening? What the hell is this? Why is this even on the internet? This has no intellectual value whatsoever. Fuck this show. All right. So we'll do the food. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing food, not political. We're doing food, not political. Food, ne food Network host apologizes for flippant comparison to Auschwitz. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I fucking got gotcha. you. <laughs> yes. Yes. This makes me so happy. This this made me smile all day when I read this. <laughs> Food Network host Alton Brown issued an apology on Twitter on Wednesday following a reference he made to the Holocaust in a series of tweets lamenting about the current state of the country. In the now deleted tweets, Brown, known for his appearance uh, his appearances on Good Eats, he's a good eat, asked regarding the current post-election conditions in America. Do you think the camp uniforms will be striped like the one at Au the ones at Auschwitz, or will be plaid, uh, or will plaid be in vogue? A user reportedly replied to, "This is written like this isn't me. This is written awfully." I don't... Does nobody do editing on these? I mean, the Hill is a fucking well-known, you know, site. Uh, the Hill is a well-known. Source. I can't believe that shit like this gets through the net, to be honest with you. It just, it just goes to show that nobody cares anymore, which is disheartening and makes me depressed. Um, a user reportedly replied that that would depend on one's personal value. It's unreadable. To which Brown responded that he has no gold filings. <laughs> <laughs> No. Alton Brown. Isn't he Jewish? Not anymore. Now he's a white supremacist, Jim Edward. It was not a reference I made for humorous effect, but rather to reflect how deeply frightened I am for our country. It was very poor use of judgment and in poor taste. Brown has been vocal in the past about his concern for the country under President Trump. Blah, 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 blah. It's funny. I'm on your side. Okay. 
Food Network host apologizes for flippant comparison to Auschwitz. All right. Now, this, this could be the worst thing that I've ever seen. Oh, look at me. Hello. I'm rambling again. Thanks for the much-needed laughs, bro. Great show. Well, thank you. Uh, Hidden Hand, the Hidden Hand podcast, by the way, uh, on YouTube, I believe, the Hidden Hand. Thank you for joining us, sir. I appreciate it. I, I'm just in one of those, I, I could tell like at the start of the show today, because I have so much coronavirus stuff and election stuff. And, you know, I've got a story here about, I've, I've got a story here that I found earlier today. Uh, facial recognition cameras are now being rolled out in United States airports. And they're boasting about the fact that, you know, soon we won't even need paperwork. We're going to run your face through a government database. The exact same thing that we were talking about with China, that we were making jokes about with China at the start of the year. It's now happening in American cities. You're right. The, bash, the, the, the light on the hill, the bastion of freedom, the, the flame of liberty. It's now being extinguished right before our fucking eyes. Never got to it because we've got, well, we've got Governor Cuomo singing fucking Christmas carols and likening COVID to the Grinch. <laughs> got President Toddles talking about how he wants to unify and let all the refugees in. I, mean, I can't get to that stuff. So that'll, that'll probably, we're not even going to have time for it on Friday. I'll probably have to get to that next fucking week. By then it won't even be relevant anymore. By then they'll already be holding people down and shooting vaccines into their arms. So what the fuck am I supposed to do then? So anyway, this is a fucking abomination. Salad pizza is the most LA pizza ever. Let's have a look at this. Can't believe they're putting ads in fucking Twitter videos now. Salad pizza. Oh. Fucking hate. I hate humans. I really do. This here, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. You have a pizza with okay tomato onion fine tomato and onion is fine everything else on it needs to be in a bowl it's rocket lettuce iceberg lettuce avocado it it, it really it, it just it looks like just uh somebody's taken a bowl of salad it doesn't even look like a pizza somebody's taken a bowl of salad and just dunked it on top of a pizza base Pizza is just salad with toppings, bro. Pizza is just salad with a base, bro. <laughs> it just looks like somebody's taken a pizza, uh, salad bowl and dunked it on top of a pizza base and then served it up. Salad, there you go. Here's your salad pizza. <laughs> Victor Von Shroom, not even a goat would eat that. <laughs> this is a fucking abomination. This, look, I'll tolerate just about anything. You know me. I'm a libertarian kind of guy. You know, I'm like a live and let live kind of dude. I'm like, I don't care. Do whatever you want, man. I'm, I'm, I'm easy going, you know. Except for car parks. But then we've just found the second thing that we're going to have to outlaw from the nation of Boogeystan. This cannot be allowed. This must be stopped. Somebody has, has to put a stop to this. There will be no salad pizza. 
in Boogie Stan. I'm sorry. And if you're caught, you know, on a street corner slinging salad pizza like a crack dealer, you, I will, I will, you know, I will enact the Duterte uh, edict, which means anybody caught selling salad pizza will be legally allowed to be shot on sight by average members of the community. You will be allowed to murder pizza, people who make salad pizzas in the nation of Boogeystan. You won't get a prison sentence. You won't get a fine. You'll get a fucking parade. And there will be free pizza handed out, real pizza, like pepperoni, for example. That will be handed out to the crowds as they lovingly applaud you for taking out yet another fucking criminal. We will eliminate them. It will be open season. Be like the running man. Fuck them. Oh, God. No, no! Why are you doing this? Look at this. I bet you they charge like 30 bucks for it as well. It's probably like $2 worth of lettuce in the fucking thing and they charge 30. And all of these stuck up, you know, Californian cunts with their nose so far up their own asses, they can only smell the salad pizza that they had the previous day. Walk around going, this is a great idea. I've never felt so healthy. This is wonderful. I've been waiting my whole life for this. (laughs) Fucking pricks. Yes, Lou Ferrigno, MT2024. You posers. You shameless, disgusting, TikToking fucking frauds. Look at you. It's just salad on a base. That's all it is. It's just bread with toppings, bro. Steal a line from the great Royce Lopez. It's just bread with toppings. (laughs) Salad isn't even a topping. It's a side dish. It's bread with a side dish on it. It doesn't even qualify as a topping. This is disgusting to me. Like, you know, if you've been around long enough, I've said before, uh, pizza, like, if I have to only eat one thing for the rest of my life, even though I love cooking, right, I love, um, you know, spit roasting, you know, meats and rotisserie meats, and I love I love doing a slow-cooked pasta sauce for, like, 10 hours on the weekend. It's one of my joys. It's one of my pleasure to stand, like, I will stand at the stove for 10 hours and just stir sauce and drink red wine and smoke cigarettes and like listen to listen to podcasts and shit. And my wife comes out and says, are you still in here? And I'm like, well, I've got to keep stirring the sauce, babe. You know, and I love just the smells and chopping up garlic and sh- mixing all of that shit in. I love that shit. But if I only had one food that I could continue to eat for the rest of my life, it would be pizza. So I'm a pizza aficionado. I'm a pizza connoisseur. This is so disgusting to me. This is the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen. I can't even begin to tell you. And I'm pretty liberal. I'll even accept uh, I'll accept pineapple on pizza. I don't even care. I love pineapple on pizza. I'll I'll go that far. It's not sacrilegious to me to have pineapple on a pizza. This, on the other hand, 
Jim Henward, fight me, Boogs. This doesn't even look that bad. It's just salad on bread. It's a fucking side dish. It's an abomination. It's like splicing together a goat and a human. These two things have no purpose being in the same test tube. It's, it's an affront to science. It's an affront to decency. It's a crime against God. This is the work of Satan. That's what it is. Wow, a former New Yorker moved to California. Huh? That's weird. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> a former New Yorker moved to California and took their love of New York pie all the way to California. How can I California up New York pizza? I know. I'll slap half a ton of fucking lettuce on the top of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great idea. And I've said it before, why do they always, why are they always so stereotyped? What's with the bold frame glasses? All of them, all of them have the bold frame glasses. <clears throat> I'm a liberal and I'm a non-conformist. I'm a liberal and I'm a non-conformist. That's why I dress like every other liberal woman. With the, with the shoulderless long sleeves and the bold frame glasses that look like they belong to my fucking grandmother. I have too much pale makeup on and my lips are too bright red. So to draw attention away from my, you know, oddly shaped teeth. They're all the same. And they continue this look for the rest of their lives. They look exactly like the boomer fucking professors that taught them that uh, all touch is rape. Right? They all look the same. They're so unique and different and individual. Oh, yes, yes. You're you're an individual just like everybody else. Salad pizza in Venice, uh, which I suppose is very fitting for California. Yeah, every, uh, everything's fitting for California. You know why? Because that's where ideas go to fucking die. It's where you take the shit from the rest of the world and serve it up on a platter to be consumed by former New Yorkers with bold frame glasses. Um, it's owned by a guy who's from New York, so there is hope, uh, but I'm still a little skeptical, uh, so I don't know, I guess I'll try it and see what I think. I mean, look, it's a nice-looking salad. This is the thing. It's a it's a really nice looking. It looks like he's used way too much olive oil though. Way too much. You want to have a little bit of shine to your salad, right? Just a touch of shine, but that you put a little bit of shine on and then mix it really well so it coats everything. You don't really need a lot of oil to go a long way in a salad. It's just a splash and then you toss it around, and that's good enough. It looks like it's been fucking soaking in olive oil for a week, right? It's too much. And I bet you it's not even good olive oil either. I bet you it's like the cheap fucking shit that you buy in bulk. You buy it in like, you know, <laughs> five-gallon jugs <laughs> at Costco. <laughs> 
It's not even the good shit that you import. Oh, God. So I'm honestly a little worried about it being mushy. Like, there's something in my brain that thinks salad on pizza equals, like, wet. If those are real tattoos... <laughs> to be honest, if those are real tattoos, I don't know if I like them or hate them. So you've got a pot plate holding a knife and a skull with some, like, goggles on or something, but they're so poorly drawn. Like, they look like they were drawn by an eight-year-old or Governor Cuomo. They're so poorly drawn, I kind of like them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yellow teeth, absolutely. That's why she wears the white makeup, to make her teeth look less yellow. But I, I can't say anything because my teeth are awful as well. Too many years of caffeine and cigarettes for me. But I'm a guy, so nobody really cares. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Um, <laughs> the tattoos are so bad and so terrible, I kind of think they're funny. So I kind of like them. I, kinda, I can't help it. I, hate, I, I don't like serious tattoos, you know? I don't like, like full arm-length tattoos where it's like an in-depth picture of like a woman riding a fucking... Uh, bazooka or a skull and a snake and all of that kind of, uh, I'm not into that that biker shit nah I do like you know fun and quirky and dumb tattoos though it's like if you're going to get yourself branded with something it may as well be a joke because you're going to have to live with it and laugh at it for the rest of your life you don't want it to be serious alright let's carry on Growing up in New York, honestly, it was pizza was really just part of the culture and life. Okay, he does not sound like a New Yorker. Sorry, putting that out there. Putting that out there. <clears throat> I know I know not all New Yorkers sound the same, and he's clearly gay, which probably changes his accent anyway. But he does not sound like a New Yorker. Am I wrong? Who here is from New York? I know Winning TV is from New York. Is anybody else from New York? Because he doesn't have any of this. You know, he's got none of that. He doesn't sound like he's from fucking New York. Hey, we're going to go down there and have a cup of coffee. He, he doesn't sound like that, right? He sounds like the new New York, says Grim. <laughs> Lizard Bites, you're from New York. Does this man sound like a New Yorker to you? Growing up in New York, honestly, it was pizza was really just part of the culture and life there. It, it, it sounds way too proper for me. Original Revolutions from New York. He's saying he's, he sounds like he's from Connecticut. <laughs> Carrier Monkey, maybe he's well read. <laughs> Come on now. That just doesn't sound like a New York accent. I don't know. I could be wrong. It just doesn't sound like one. To me, anyway. <laughs> Jim Edward, he sounds like a fag. <laughs> Jim. Behave, Jim. Yeah, everyone's a quote-unquote pizza expert in New York. I think it's just kind of in your blood there. Then why the hell did you come up with this fucking thing? We um, used to go into the city... And we'd go to this place called Ray's. Oh, Ray's Famous Pizza or Famous Ray's Pizza or Famous Original Ray's Pizza or Ray's Original Famous Pizza or Pizza Original by Ray's or Ray's Original Famous pay Ray's Pizza. 
I think he's lying. Because everybody knows the famous Ray's story, right? How there's like 50 different original Ray's and Ray's original and famous Ray's, but nobody really knows. Everybody argues about which one the first one is, right? Which is pretty fucking funny. There's Ray's and an original Ray's and original Ray's recipe and famous Ray's. And like, but they all say we were the first Ray's, but none of them can prove it. <laughs> so he's like, we used to go in there to go to original Ray's. And I bet all of the Californians go, I've heard of original Ray's. I've heard of Ray's original pizza. He must be telling the truth. <laughs> and everyone's always arguing. It's a fucking scam that New Yorkers do. It's a scam. Every every single Ray's original pizza is a scam for tourists. Because all the tourists know the stories. Ah, original Ray's, Ray's original, famous Ray's. They all know the stories. And every time, like every cab they're in, the cab driver is probably like, I, you, you know, I know the first fucking Ray's. The first fucking Ray's was in the Bronx down there. It was near fucking Yankee Stadium. That's where it is. You know, the one I go to, that's the real one. And you go, oh, really? And then later you'll be back at your hotel and the fucking doorman says, no, don't listen to that fucking piece of shit. That's bullshit. The first Ray's original pizza was uptown. <laughs> it was uptown on like fucking 48th Street. That's where the first fucking Ray's was. You know, and they all argue with each other. It's a scam. It's a scam that all of the Ray's pizza people have to get all of the money from the tourists because the tourists go to all of the original Ray's trying to figure out which was the first one. <laughs> original Rev, one of the many tourist scams. <laughs> What's the original Ray's or whatever it may be. The salad pizza I came up with um, when I was a kid I actually went into Ray's Pizza and I saw they had a salad pizza there. It was basically just a simple salad on bread. And all these years later when I opened up. Did, did, did he just say? <laughs> did he just say this fucking amazing pizza that he had? was just a simple salad on bread. Do you mean bread with toppings? <laughs> Again, tip of the hat to Royce Lopez. Are you saying bread with toppings, sir? You know, I was in Venice. I was I was studying abroad and I spent a, a summer in Venice and I came across this wonderful, wonderful small little pizza restaurant who was in a, a little village that I... I grew to love, you see, I got on quite well with the librarian there, but that's another story, darling. So uh, there was this lovely little pizza restaurant out there in the, in the valley in Venice, and uh, I, I used to go there every afternoon because the band would come up, the man discovered, he invented, he's, he, he invented this wonderful idea for pizza pie, and I just, I had to bring it to the American market because I've never seen anything like it, darling, anything like this. And it was basically just salad on bread. Salad on bread. Oh, good. How could we live without this fucking revelation? I don't know. Do they serve this at Original Ray's or Ray's Original or Original Ray's Recipe or Famous Ray's? I was a kid, I actually went into Ray's Pizza and I saw they had a salad pizza there. It was basically just a simple salad on bread. And all these years <laughs> later when I opened up the pizzeria, actually with my little brother, I came up with the idea, you know, to take the salad pizza really to a next level. And working in here took a couple of years to develop and... It took two years to figure out how to put salad on fucking pizza? Two years! 
carrier monkey. I could eat a million avocados. Same here, but you know how I eat avocados like, you know, with a spoon. Like I'll cut them in half, put the pip out, and just eat it with a spoon. That's how much I love avocado. Love it. I'll eat it like a snack on its own. It's so expensive though. But it it took him two. This salad pizza was two years in development. In development. <laughs> original monkey, original rev, pardon me, just wrote two years. <laughs> two fucking years, mate. <laughs> oh, he's a food genius, this guy. He's a prodigy. He's a magician. How does, how does he come up with this? Two years in development to get the salad pizza ra- cracking. Wow. My fucking era. <laughs> Um, with the right person and the right combination, I think we came up with something really fantastic. We're really proud about it. <laughs> Frozen Asian. Look, Boogie, it's like those sushi masters that took them five years to master the art of sushi. Oh, it's exactly the same thing. Getting a bowl of salad and just dunking it on top of a pizza base. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you want a salad pizza? I'll make you a salad pizza. It'll take me 15 fucking minutes. Done. There you go. <laughs> Here's a salad pizza. Two, two years in development. Like he was engineering. Like there was people with like, you know, uh, you know, chalkboards and fucking blueprints. And they, they had a lab, right? <laughs> Took us two years of research to get here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you had, you had all of this extra salad because nobody really buys salad sides in a pizza restaurant. And you had all of this extra salad and you didn't know what to do with it, and you thought, why don't we dunk it on top of a pizza and these stupid fucking Californians will pay through the nose for it because they think it's cool. That's what happened. That's the real story. Trust me. That's the real story. This guy is coming up with this backstory, how he went to a restaurant in Ray's Original. He used to travel into New York and he had this salad pizza and I took it to the next level and it was two years in development. It's all fucking bullshit. They were looking at their overheads. Frozen Asian runs a restaurant. He knows what I'm talking about. They were looking at their overheads and they were looking at why are they spending so much on, why are they throwing out so much salad at the end of every night? Oh, it seems like nobody is buying any salad sides. Well, we can't stop buying the the ingredients for the salad side in case people want to buy the salad sides. So what we'll do, why don't we just start dunking the leftover salad on top of the fucking pizza base? (laughs) Let's start dunking yesterday's salad on top of today's pizza. We'll sell it for fucking five bucks a slice. (laughs) And all of these Californians started lighting up out the door. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, this reminds me of when I holidayed in Venice. Yes, I'm sure it does. You're very trendy. You're very cultured and very trendy and experienced in international cuisine. Of course this reminds you of Venice. It's called Food Cost Adjustments, Boogie. <laughs> it's $7 a slice, says Levendusi. Not even five bucks a slice. It's seven a slice. It's more expensive than the, the, the one that has more ingredients on it that costs money. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even hate him. He's a fucking genius. Really differentiates us and takes... He's a genius for milking these schlubs. ...to the next level. Take it, genius, taking it to the next level. 
here's how it's made. So we're going to watch it. They're going to say, oh, here's how the salad pizza's made. We're going to watch a guy make a salad and then put it on a pizza base. <laughs> here's, the, here's the magical recipe. Here's the secret sauce, brother. Can't wait for this. Layer of red onions first, yeah, and then mozzarella. Okay. Okay. It's a cheese pizza. Sour cream. Yeah. Then make the salad. This is the important part. Lots of avocado. The fresh salad goes on the hot pizza. How did they think of this? They're geniuses, I tell you. <laughs> Monica, the, here's where the magic happens. <laughs> This is the second time you've told us that you come from New York. The second time. We know. Is, it, is this a New Yorker thing that you swing your dicks around even when you're not in your own fucking city? Is that how it works when you're a New Yorker? I just want to know just in case I ever meet a New Yorker when not in New York. Hi, my name's Boogie. How are you? Good. I'm from New York. <laughs> My name's Boogie. Nice to meet you. My name's Dave. I'm from New York. <laughs> oh, nice to meet you, Dave. Yeah. Did I mention I'm from New York? I was just hoping you could give me directions to the nearest gas station. Yeah, you just turn left down it. Yeah, that's oh, so down there to left. Yeah, man, this reminds me of a gas station I used to I used to go to when I was living in New York. Did I tell you I was from New York? You know I'm from New York, by the way. Didn't you know that? I am from New York. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who recently moved here from New York, fucking go back. This to me initially looks like an abomination, but we're in LA, so uh -huh. <laughs> we'll find out. This is awesome. I was wrong. This is really good. The warm pizza crust with like the cold, fresh salad and the feta and the onions and the avocado. It works really well. I'm digging it. I have now tried the salad pizza. I'm a believer. Well, that was easy to convince you. You're obviously a woman of high standards and loyalty <laughs> to your own clan. Well done. Who, who would have thought that a young white woman living in California who recently moved from New York, who has yellow teeth, too much makeup and bold frame glasses, could be easily convinced to drop all of her previous well-held beliefs. That's so strange. That never happens. So strange. <laughs> Thank God she's not a stereotype. Otherwise, I'd be most disappointed. All right. <laughs> With that... Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's broadcast. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive. Get that taste out of your mouth. 
thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to Victor Von Schroom and the Hidden Hand Podcast for contributing on Streamlabs. Don't forget to all, follow all of our friends, Coffee Talk with Sandra, uh, Irrational Times, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. Don't forget uh, JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, winning TV tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you got the Kimmy Show. Don't forget about the Kimmy Show. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS, Victor Von Schroom, of course, the Victor Show. JJ Stoner, I think I mentioned JJ Stoner. Major Tom, the big empty Sunday night shit show, Frozen Asian and Spent D. Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, everybody's favorite. Like, I, th- I think I said that. Lois Ropez as well. Tipping a hat to the ROTC guys. And uh, Rusty, of course, Iceman number four, double three. And anyone else I may have forgotten. Until Friday night, where we'll be doing Kathy Griffin, Sex Robots, and Cartnarks, and other stuff. <laughs> Until Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for the diamond. Bye bye.